Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. It's Sam and Greg with Eric Slaughter this morning. Sitting in for Mr. Crenshaw. That song just makes me smile every time I hear it. You know, it just makes you smile. As we hit the top of the hour, say to you, good morning, Georgia. Good morning. And a good morning to you folks in Canton. Oh, do you see you going up to where I live up there in Cherokee County? Well, where I used to live, I still have a house there. You know, the Creekview Grizzlies and the, the Cherokee Warriors and uh, and then uh, the River Ridge Knights. They are really, really up-and-coming football program. I need to see what they did last night. Look at you, man. You, you're doing a great – man. this dude, he knew what, shoe, what size shoes he had to fill, and he comes with these little – he doesn't know what, count, what, what, what town, what county I'm going to mention in my Good Morning Georgias and comes with these nuggets, man, so – Thank you, thank you, thank you. We say that to you on this August 20th. Happy birthday to Spider-Man. <laughs> Spider-Man? Oh, Spidey's birthday? I kind of I left that to vague. Well, the guys who have played Spider-Man. Okay. So who is your favorite of the three that have played Spider-Man in the recent movies? Not taking into account that I was in one of them, but then was cut out. Uh, which, which one? Tobey Tobe? Maguire. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I, I like Tobey, but, you, you know. know Tom, my favorite scene is with Tobey and the Macho Man. Randy Savage. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Okay. Uh, well, it's Andrew Garfield's 39th birthday. So that's okay. the middle, the middle Spider Man. Okay. Yeah. I got to watch. I haven't seen all of those, but uh, I need to watch them. There yeah, you need to watch else. something else, which but, we will get to later on in this show. It's something we're going to find out if you did watch because you had an assignment. But we have something else that we need to do. And, and I could not be happier. I didn't say it publicly last week enough to let Sam know how proud I am, how happy I am for him. To have this show. This dude goes over and above when I have booked some jobs, Eric, you know, the Sprite commercial or I'm on this movie or that TV show. He has given me such love, right? And I do for him, but he doesn't do a lot of these side. I mean, he does a number of side things, but this with the station, you know, and, and I know he does draft day. He's out there, but this is his own. And this just takes me back to the days when we st- first started working together years and years ago. And Sam was still had, you know, we had to chisel off that TV, Sam, and get him <laughs> in the radio, Sam. Okay. And he didn't want to offend nobody. And he was all very nice. And, and, and rightfully so. The guy is admired in a way that few are. But he had to come with opinions. He had to come with some things that were in his wheelhouse. And high school football was his wheelhouse that was the most prominent of things that he loved talking about back then. And I would hit him over the head. When we left the studio and walking down 15th Street, and I was like, you got to embrace this. This is going to be yours. You know, our, our, our friend Ken Rodriguez was doing it over on Fox 5. He's now retired. But that was the only other place where there was really a deep dive in the high school. 
So he embraced this, and I kept pushing him, and I was like, we got to find segments for it. And now for him to have the preeminent high school scoreboard show in the city, couldn't be prouder. And the fact that you're part of it too, Eric. So congratulations to all you guys, and we're going to bring you the signature segment, if you will, from this show. And it's called School Days. And every week they will present an athlete who has a – Hopefully a big name. I'm not, I don't know who's coming up, but they start off with a big name. Yeah. And it's not about what they did in college to give them that big name or what they did in the pros. It's about them talking about their days playing high school football. And last night's inaugural show, they got a good one. So we would like to uh, for you to enjoy it. If you didn't get a chance to hear it last night, we're going to play it later on in the show again too. But here is last night's school days, the first one of the 2022 season, Sam Crenshaw, Chris Parker, and their guest, Jamal Lewis. Jamal Lewis joining us. And Jamal, welcome to the High School Scoreboard Show. They didn't have a show like this when you were in high school. I know, I know. I'm a little jealous, man. There's a lot more rocking right now. <laughs> Thanks for having me on. Great, great, great to have you on. I don't know if you heard what Chris Parker had to say. He was a, a, going to Alabama at the time. Uh, when you were at Tennessee, and I don't think that uh, Alabama was able to beat you, did No, you? I said we didn't even tackle him. Didn't tackle him? We, no, we didn't even bother getting <laughs> close to beating him. So I said we have to stick to high school subjects because, you know, I'm traumatized from the, that. But, Jamal, appreciate you joining us. Talk a little bit about your days at Douglas High School. What a great time that was. Oh, man, it was awesome. It was awesome. Um, you know, I had a great, great group of coaches, man, and uh, it was a good time, you know, there. Uh, at the time, we had a you know a thriving football team, a new football coach, and you know came in and and um, you know really built a good good program. You know, um, so happy I happy I ended up joining at that time, and um, you know we put together a good squad and a lot of good memories, and we all you know still talk about today. Uh, when I think of Douglas, I think of you guys playing at one place out at Lakewood Stadium. And uh, I was minding Chris for the longest time. Lakewood was the only place outside of maybe Georgia Tech that had turf. Everybody has had natural grass. Now, I don't know how much you enjoy playing on that turf out of Lakewood. I heard different stories about that thing. Uh, how, how, how was that? What kind of memories you got from that turf out there at Lakewood? Oh, man. Well, the turf was a whole different story. You know, it was, uh, <laughs> you know, we had that real Astro turf. Yeah. So, and honestly, it was all we knew, you know, and it looked good. Um, I just know at, at Douglas, we practiced on dirt. So, you know, going from dirt to turf, it was all right. You know what I mean? So we had an upgrade uh, when we had game day. So that was uh, that was the good part. But, um, but yeah, I remember I got a lot of strawberries and a lot of, lot of uh, uh, wounds and cherries from, from, from playing, you know, at Lakewood Stadium. Yeah, wasn't that field turf they play on now, Sam? No. That was a little different. Yeah, no, it's, it's called field turf now. <laughs> you know, it was Astro turf back then. Jamal, what's the what's Absolutely. the single what's the single uh greatest moment you can remember from those days? What comes to mind as the best memory from playing high school football? The best memory um would be us playing Southwest Cab at Lakewood Stadium uh my sophomore year. Uh, when we actually beat them the same year that they went on to win the championship with Quincy Carter, I think that was probably the biggest and uh, brightest moment that pretty much all of us remember because we, um, you know, we always went out to win. Um, you know, the city of Atlanta wasn't much of competition for us, so we had to compete pretty much outside in the, you know, the the um, 
the cab counting system. And that's where um that's where uh um with the Cab, you know, played. So that was probably one of the biggest games I can remember and probably a lot of my teammates can probably say the same thing because that was a big game. Uh we, we won, I think it was at it was at Memorial Stadium actually. And um I think that was probably one of the biggest moments I think in our our history, you know, yeah. at 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 that high school. Going to play on Memorial Drive, that's always pretty special. I mean, Lakewood's a special place. Memorial Drive's a place. Right. That's a pretty special place to go out there and get a win too, wasn't it? Oh yeah, oh yeah, definitely, definitely. It was, and um, you know, Lakewood is just a great stadium, man. Um, you know, it's a big stadium. Uh, it was always great to go out there with the lights and you know playing against our rivalry, especially in Mays um, and you know the Washingtons and you know those schools because that's an APS. APS Stadium, you know, so it was always great to get a win out there. I tell my kids nowadays that, hey, look, you know, dad made a lot of memories out here, you know, uh, when we do visit that stadium. But, um, but yeah, it'll be uh, – it's good and, you know, looking forward to the upcoming season and looking forward to tomorrow night, actually. Yeah, talk about tomorrow night. Uh, and it's been a while since uh, since Douglas and Mays has played, and it's got a lot of interest. I hear a lot of folks are coming out, maybe some – I don't know if there's any wagering going on, but I understand a lot of other trash talk has started already between the two communities. Good natured, though, because the communities kind of border each other. You know, thoughts about the fact those two communities getting to come together tomorrow? Oh, yeah, it's a great thing. Uh, it's a great, great, great camaraderie uh, amongst teams, but a great, you know, competition. It's competition. You know, Mays and Doug always competed. Uh, we weren't too far away from each other, but at the same time, you always had that talent, you know. I, I just remember, even even in the the little league, you know, you had, uh, you know, you had Mays, which was the Ben Hill area, right? And you know, they always had the talent, and we always competed from 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 recreation all the way up through middle school, all the way to high school. So tomorrow is is a big game, and you know, it's a lot of alumni that are pulling for you know, their schools or whatever. And I think it's a big thing for the community too. You know, the community needs this and, and hopefully we can we can bring out a lot of alumni and a lot of community to come and, and, and view and, and actually support both of these teams uh, while, they, while they compete. That's great. Fantastic. I'm going to shift gears a little bit, Sam. I want to talk, uh, for the people that don't know Jamal's accomplishments, he's played in the Super Bowl, won the Super Bowl, been a great college player, led the NFL in rushing and all this. And so everybody playing tonight, Jamal, wants to be like you. Everybody. What advice do you have for these young guys trying to come up that are playing middle school, high school ball now on how the best path they can do or what can they do to move forward? Or I guess a better way to say it is what advice would you give yourself now that you know so much more about it? Right. I think nowadays it's all about, you know, notoriety and – just trying to get in front of the coaches and be noticed. Um, I just think that a lot of these guys need to realize that, you know what, if if you're good enough and you put in the work, the coaches are going to find you, you know. These schools, they will find you. So, you know, don't worry about that. Don't rush, you know, don't rush the process. Just stick to the process and go through it. You know, a lot of kids are going to different schools, and if they're not on the field or, you know, they're not seeing the potential to play, they're changing schools and, and transferring and this mm-hmm. and the other. But, you know, honestly, you know, if, if, if you're good enough and you're putting in the work, 
these schools, they will find you. So just keep grinding, keep working, and just understand that, hey, look, at the end of the day, 20, 30 years from now, you're going to be talking about, you know, your high school and the accomplishments and the rivalries and the memories and everything that you put together. So, you know, think about that, you know, and not and not so much of, you know, what, what I can get out of this and, you know, just putting together those memories. I think that's the biggest thing to, to think about because that's what I think about every time when, you know, somebody talks about high school football. You know, I always talk about Douglas and just the memories and the times that we had and the players and the camaraderie in the locker room. That's what it's all about. That was awesome, by the way. Fantastic. Garrett needs to cut that up and save it for every high school coach in Georgia just gave uh, Jamal an applause there. You know, they'll find you, play with your community. That's why this Mays and Douglas game is so important, too. Like, make a big deal where you are. Right. Make a big deal where you are. Make that a great game. You know, that's what I love to see. Yeah, yeah. You know, being from the inner city, you know, I think a Douglas Mays game, it should it they, they, they should make this game bigger than it really is. It should be a game that's played every single year, no matter what. It should be almost like a bowl game just because it's so big for the community and it gives so many kids, you know, that's growing up in those areas the same way I grew up, you know, in the Adamsville, Bankhead area, you know, it gives them hope you know, that they can be more than, you know, what what's expected, you know. So it, this, this this game is more about setting expectations for the community than anything else. So tomorrow, folks, it will be Mays and Douglas. I think uh, the current mayor, uh, <laughs> Andre Dickens of Atlanta, as a Mays alum, I understand he will be there. Mayor Keisha Lance Bottoms, who is a Douglas alum, I understand, will be, uh, we, we will be there along with a lot of other Notable people who attended, but you will be there as well. And uh, Jamal Lewis and AJC Super Eleven, he was. Yeah, um, I'm AJC, right. and you don't don't get a lot of them from APS school. That's got to be something still today that you're pretty proud that you earned that distinction during your time at, at Douglas High School. We appreciate you. Oh, spend, yeah. we appreciate you spending some time with us tonight. Always good to catch up with you. And uh, hey, what's that? And I appreciate I appreciate it, Sam. One one thing I want to add is that, you know, the city of Atlanta, we really need to push a lot of our guys for the college, the high school uh, football Hall of Fame, too. You know, because we don't really have a lot of guys that get supported and go into the, the high school football Hall of Fame, but I think we do have a lot of guys that need to be represented. So I just want to add that, but I appreciate everything. appreciate you having me on and uh, anytime. All right. All right. Thanks, Jamal. We're going to do that. Thanks so much, Jamal. All right, now, thank you. Radio 929 The Game, 929thegame.com. It's Sam and Greg, sort of. Mr. Crenshaw is not here. Uh, Eric Slaughter is filling in for him. Listen, that was a great interview, man. They just had some fun with them dudes last night. Um, Jamal Lewis, we're going to replay that interview later on in the show, too. But the reason I um, want to give this to you, because, again, I, I couldn't be happier for Sam to have what is 
just he doesn't really have to think about it that much. I mean, he does because he's going to put on a great show for you. But this is his wheelhouse: high school football. He loves it. Him and Chris Parker get an opportunity. Excuse me to do this show every Friday night, 7 p.m. till dark 30 in the morning, whenever the last game is done with. And they were going to provide you with an interview. They call it School Days, uh, latching on to a, a big name who uh, we're not talking about his time at college, Jamal Lewis's case, Tennessee, his time with the Ravens or the Browns. It's all about what he did here at Douglas High School, and they're going to do that every week with somebody. So wanted to highlight that. And, again, we're going to replay that interview. Eric, how you doing so far this morning, man? We are doing wonderful. It's been a great show, and uh, our next guest that. is going to make this thing even better. I, I, I don't know about it being great. You know, you always want to – have some room to grow. Yes. Because when you're great and you're at the top there, you got nowhere to go but down. (laughs) But this is a guy, you've not met him before. No, I've actually ever had a chance to read his material because I am a a very good reader of Cobb Fridays, the website that talks all about Cobb County football on Friday night. So I'm looking forward to this. John Benderowski from the Marietta Daily Journal. He has joined us uh, for years here. Um, Before the pandemic hit and things were shut down, and he was a guy who brought us up on what was going along with Sam, of course with Corky Kell, but just high school football across the board. And we haven't talked to John in a, in a minute. And I'm sorry that Mr. Crenshaw isn't here to be a part of this, but I got him. And and so, John, first of all, thank you. Uh, good morning for getting up and being a part of the show. And this is your time of year, man. But how are you doing overall? We haven't talked to you in a couple of years. Everything been good with you and your family? Well, I, obviously I'm doing better because usually uh, I've been one of those guests that's on before uh, – you know, the, the day breaks. So now I can actually see what's going on outside. So I must be graduating. Uh, yes, you are. Up in the ranks. <laughs> uh, so everything, uh, every, everything's been going fine. Uh, you know, as good as to be expected and, uh, uh, you know, probably better than I deserve. What was your life like again? Because we, we talked to you during Corky Kell most of the time, or obviously during high school football season, but specifically Corky Kell and for it to have it, been presented the way it has been the last couple of years. What has that done to how you do your job? Well, it just makes it, uh, you know, a, a little bit more challenging uh, you know, with the games spread out the way they are. And of course, you know, we were back in uh, Mercedes-Benz last year, so that was kind of a return to normal. But having it spread out, all of a sudden, it's on all the different high school sites it's not on saturday it's spread here it's spread there it just makes it a little bit more difficult to find somebody to cover all that because it's all (laughs) going on on the same night but you know covering high school football is covering high school football and we're going to figure out a way to do it specifically headed down to corky kell this is john bednarowski from marietta daily journal joining sam and greg here with eric slaughter sports radio 92 the game 92.9thegame.com. I know Eric's got some questions for you, but before we we, 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 we we do a deep dive into this one, I want to ask you, because you brought up last year, and last year was the first year of something happening, and it's not back this year, and that was grabbing a school from Alabama, an out-of-state school to be a part of Corky Kell. How did you feel about that, and, and do you see it returning? I think, uh, I don't think it was a complete one-off, but I think it's going to, be one of those things where it's a special occasion. I think one of the reasons that uh, that game, at least for this year, disappeared is somebody finally heard what I was saying. For years and years and years, I've been lobbying, saying, 
trying to cram five games into the slate on Saturday down there was too much. And we were getting uh, kids out of the building at like one thirty in the morning. They've condensed it down to four. They still have the biscuits and gravy game, although it's an hour later. God bless you, man. Uh, God so- bless you. For saying it, <laughs> you know, you know what bread, oh. what side of the bread is buttered on. Go ahead. <laughs> so uh, four games today instead of five. I think everybody gets out uh, uh, before midnight, but I think that's the main reason why we don't have an interloper this year. But you know, every now and again, if you can get a uh, uh, a Hoover or uh, somebody along those lines to uh, come over and play, I, you know. And, you know, maybe every couple, three, four years, I, I, we may see that. Sports Radio 929 Game, Sam McGregor, uh, Saturday morning. The You can hear all four of those games here today on 929 The Game as there will be the 10 o'clock game with McKeecher and North Gwinnett. But Cobb County is well represented in the four-game sleep today. Talk about the fact that Cobb County will have a great showing and what kind of crowd do you think we'll get down there at Mercedes-Benz? Well, I think, uh, you know, I think we're going to have a pretty big crowd for each one of the uh, county teams. But, you know, this is just a celebration of high school football here in the state of Georgia. And whether you've got teams playing in it or not, it draws a big crowd. Uh, For us, we've got McEachern at 10 o'clock. We've got Walton at 4 o'clock. And we've got Marietta at 7 o'clock. And when you think of Cobb County football, with the exception right now of North Cobb, Alatoona, Harrison, you know, some of those schools, we've got probably the cream of the crop down there now to say that. Um, You know, the matchups are are pretty tough, Uh, pretty tough today. Now, McEachern's been in all 31 of the uh, Corky Kell Classics. They were one of the founding members. You know, they're drawing North Gwinnett uh, this morning. New quarterback, uh, new offensive coordinator, I believe. Um, You know, there's going to be some challenges there. Uh, Walton coming off a state final uh, or state semifinal appearance. They only draw the number one team in the state in Mill Creek. And uh, Marietta, new quarterback, and Chase McCravey, and, uh, you know, rebuilt offensive line uh they draw the number two team in the state in grayson so we got our hands full today but it's going to be fun john bednarowski joining us here from Mar- uh, marietta daily journal sam and greg sports radio 929 the game 929 the game.com eric slaughter sitting in for mr crenshaw you mentioned mckeechan being there all these years we know kel is a mainstay obviously for people who don't know what's the process of deciding who plays in the corky kel from year to year well, first of all, you have to be good. Uh, okay. You're not going to find any teams that went, you know, two and eight or three and seven uh, in one of the Corky Kell games. You got to have a track record, and then uh, you know you got to be able to sell tickets. And uh, that's one of the reasons why you see a Walton back almost year after year because their fan base supports making the trip uh, downtown. But, uh, you know, it's, it's an honor to be able to uh, get in these games, whether they're at Mercedes-Benz or at one of the other locations. Because, you know, we're 2-0 and so far when we're talking about Cobb County because uh, 
Cal unleashed a brand-new quarterback, young man that transferred over from Dutchtown, whose main uh, main sport is baseball. But Bryce Clavon threw for 260-plus uh, yards and three touchdowns and showed that uh, he can run. I mean, he's a true dual-threat quarterback. And they beat Cass the other night on Wednesday in the first game of the uh, uh, fall uh, schedule in the state of Georgia. And then uh, Kennesaw Mountain played Cass last night, and that was just a slugfest up in Rome. And uh, T.J. Jenkins had a big night running the ball. Mustangs won uh, 26-25. So I'm hoping we can keep that mojo going. Well, you're right. So that Rome Creekside game was a late kickoff last night. So I know those young men and the fans were late getting out of Rome last night. Talk about what is f- the feeling for the f- the four schools. What I'm sorry, the four games today, the eight schools. The fact that they're playing in what's arguably the best football facility in the whole country, Mercedes-Benz Stadium. This has got to be one of the biggest moments and the best moments that some of these young men will ever, ever experience because they won't get on to play on those next levels. Talk about what you think for those young men, what they'll be feeling today. Well, I, I don't know if I can say it any better than what you did. I mean, it's it's a uh, it's a huge honor to be able to play down there. And, uh, uh, you know, you get a for at least in a couple of hours, you kind of get a taste of what it is to play in a uh, – uh, you know, a big college or an NFL game. Uh, I mean, you can't ask for a better, can't ask for a better location. Uh, you know, I, I would, I was, I'm really hoping at some point we can get the state championship games back in there. Cause let's face it, you know, when you're, when you're playing in this kind of a venue, you know, you would think, you know, it should be for, a state championship, not necessarily to kick the uh, season off, but anytime you get a chance to play at a Mercedes-Benz Stadium, I mean, you gotta you gotta relish that moment and make sure you take uh, take it in for thirty seconds or so in just kind of a self meditation, kind of pinch yourself and uh, take a look <laughs> around and, and and just enjoy the moment. I think that's what Aaron Rodgers was talking about. He did in the off season. Yeah, something like that. Um, well, you know, <laughs> I think he was relaxing with the beverage, too, but, you know, yeah. hey. Hey, uh, again, John Bednarowski from Marietta Daily Journal joining us here. Um, I want to ask you a question, and I'm hesitant because it's one of those that I've thought about you, Sam, and I have talked about this, and we have we have prayed for you, John. We hope that it hasn't affected you too much. <laughs> but here it is, in that how has people like yourself who would – yearly put out high school preseason publications been affected by what is going on with this transfer portal and how that's affected well, folks like yourself? Well, you know, for me, um, as far as coverage is concerned uh, and putting out the preview issue and things like that, by the way, preview issue, if you, if you need one, 180 pages. Come on by the MDJ office uh, on Waddell Street. We got plenty. Did you see what I did but there anyway. for you? I did that for you. So you give a little plug to it. This <laughs> <laughs> ain't your average idiot. The, Go ahead. <laughs> the, uh, the portal gives us something else to write about. Uh, the portal uh, keeps us on our toes because we've always got to be checking it to see if any of our kids are in there. But as far as the uh, football preview is concerned, uh, that really doesn't come into play because uh, 
Well, I take that back. It does because, you know, it's always fun um, during the summer when we get the high school rosters and we have our own kind of transfer portal because we're looking at all the uh, new rosters going, oh, he went from here to here. Okay, now I know why he's not on that other roster. Because uh, uh, a lot of times the going from high school to high school is a little bit on the quiet side. But, uh, okay. no, transfer portal, all it's done is uh, I think it's limited some of those lower-end FBS prospects. And some of them have ended up going – maybe to group of, uh, you know, lower level group of five, or maybe get pushed down to FCS because, you know, you still have a limited number of scholarships available. And now coaches recruit the uh, transfer portal uh, a lot of times before they recruit the uh, high schools. So, you know, it's a uh, it's walking a fine line these days. Gotcha. Hey, John, listen, it's been way too long. Do not be a stranger. We're going to try and get you back here a lot sooner. And with Mr. Crenshaw, but Eric's, he was looking forward to talking to you this morning, too. Again, this is John Bednarowski. I, I think in the car or about to jump in the car, headed down to Mercedes-Benz okay. for today's games there. He's with the Marietta Daily Journal and, and a friend of the show. And it's been, like I said, been way too long, man. Enjoy yourself no, down there today. Anytime, you just give me a yell. I, like I said, I like being able to see outside, so this is a good time. <laughs> he's Eric. He's saying because we normally have mine at the six o'clock hour, and, but that's Sam booking this. <laughs> when I book you, you get some daylight on you. Hey, man, and and continue, continue to anybody you talk to before that kickoff of McEachin and North Gwinnett. Hey, you looking forward to the biscuits and gravy game? Absolutely. Keep, keep driving that. All right, man. Listen, drive safely and thanks again. Appreciate it. Thanks right. so much. You got it. John Bednarowski again from the Marietta Daily Journal headed down there. Again, biscuits and gravy game. That's McKeechan in North Gwinnett. That kicks off at 10. 1 o'clock, you got Brookwood at Norcross. 4 o'clock, Walton at Mill Creek. And finishing things up, 7 p.m., Marietta versus Grayson. All down at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. And, and all right here. Uh, on you, Sports Radio 929 The Game. Thank you. That's what I was about to tee up for you. Today. That was that was Eric Slaughter. We're going to venture into his world next. Hidden for Sam uh, Crenshaw this morning. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929thegame.com. Take us with you on the Odyssey app. Released on this day, 1965, their first U.S. number one hit, Rolling Stones, with this one, Satisfaction. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. Eric Slaughter, in for Mr. Crenshaw this morning. You a fan of these guys, man? Absolutely, I am. Really? Yes, I had the pleasure of seeing them at the Final Four. The first time I went to the Final Four, they have a big concert out in the middle of the, um, you know, wherever they are, and they were the closing act, and I was very, very, I would very, imagine they were the headliners, yeah, you mean. They, yeah, the headliners. What year right. was this we're talking about? Uh, 2015, 2015. So they were probably just, what, 75 then? <laughs> yeah, they, but they still put on the show. Man, <laughs> did they put on the show. Yeah, that song was released on this day, uh, like I said, 65. So I'm not the biggest Stones fan. I went to a concert years ago they did at Georgia Tech. Um, I, I, you know, it was just, uh, 
you know. And I'm and listen, as much as I spew out insignificant Beatles stuff, I'm not the biggest Beatles fan either. I just I don't care what it is across the board. I gravitate toward trying to understand how greatness happened. And since they're the band that has throughout my lifetime been always brought up as when it comes to rock bands, they're number one. It starts with the Beatles you know, or the Stones or whoever. Actually, there's another band that people bring up, but they're usually the traditional one. You know, the fact that they did what they did in six years. That's the way I look at it. This is amazing to me. Yeah, I don't think a lot of people realize how short the the Beatles run was. For 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 yeah. us as far yeah. as them being, I mean, they started in like early 60, 61 or whatever and and jumping around Hamburg and, and different places, but they landed in February 64, did the Ed Sullivan show and the rest is history and then shut it down before the next decade or yeah. just as the next decade hit. They got knocked they got knocked off the charts. Do you know who knocked the Beatles off the charts? Their last bunch of, of, of records that were top five or something like that. You know who knocked them off? Well, it wasn't Elvis because they no, 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 no. Uh, no, I don't. The Jackson Five. Really? Okay, that would have been my second guess, believe it or not. Yeah, the Jackson because Five. Because I've, I've seen enough Jackson Five documentaries and the movies that know that they were kind of well, right at that end, you yeah. know, late 60s, that they kind of took off. Wow. Okay. And, the, and, and the other thing about this is we talked about the Stones having this thing hit on 65, in 65 um, on this date. And also on this date, one year later, the Beatles got pelted off the stage with fruit and whatever else in Memphis. And that was, that was, yeah, yeah. And, and of all plays, you just mentioned Elvis and Elvis is a hometown. Yeah. The Beatles got booed and thrown music. Of course, this was not long after Lennon said that they were bigger than Jesus and that whole controversy and stuff like that. But them dudes stopped touring. That's the other crazy part about all this. They stopped touring in 66. Okay. Because it just became too crazy and you couldn't hear themselves on, on, on stage. And, and, and for them to continue and then go away like the year later and, and then come back with you know, Sergeant Peppers and a whole no more mop tops and all this sort of stuff. And they're doing a hallucinogenics. It's, again, just kind of amazing to me. I just try to understand. It. And then, like I said, they shut it down just a few years later. Beyonce has taken six years between her two albums. <laughs> well, well, think about that, that. Think about that too. Um, I guess that you know Beyonce taking those six years is is actually kind of what some artists used to do. But yeah, her two taking those six years between her albums, and that's the whole career span of that of, group. Of that group, that's yeah. what I'm just saying. And then the Stones are still, you know, they're doing it, and they've only lost one member. Yeah, and Charlie Watts. Yeah. God bless them. Yeah. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 929 The Game, 929TheGame.com. On this 20th day of August, thank you for letting us be a part of your um, Saturday morning. All right, this is normally when we turn things over to you because that's normally something special, but you're part of the show this morning. But it's still 740, 7.45, Eric's World Time, man. What, yeah. you, got on your, what's, what's, what you got on your mind? Well, uh, been a busy week. You know, started on Monday. I had to attend the Falcons open scrimmage. The Falcons look good in their open scrimmage. I loved how um, Dave Archer, who is the Falcons analyst here on Sports Radio 99 Game, he was live at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium kind of giving you an insider's perspective of why they do certain drills and how when they break up in their small groups what they're doing and why they do it, and then they come together and as the bigger unit and say, look, so now they did their, their individual drills, and now they're doing their team drills. And then, of course, they finish with some scrimmaging. So that was a great experience. Wednesday night, Atlanta United 
uh, man, I had to, you know, I worked that game, and yeah, uh, that that was a tough one. They they before you could blink, they were down one nil, and next thing you know, they're down two nil, and then they got that goal in the latter minutes of the game that kind of made the score look respectable. Are they out of the playoffs? That's all we want to know. Are they? Do are you they think f- they're officially? Well, not officially, but does it look like they're not going to make it? No, no. I, I, I don't. I hate to be the pessimist, but I don't oh, believe they'll make it. Geez, uh, unfortunately, and it's not good because that means I mean I lose I lose some paydays. But um, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the important thing. <laughs> that's the important thing. Unfortunately, no. I just I, they would have to almost finish the regular season flawless with with nothing but wins. At this point, now don't quote me on that because I don't do the mathematics, and there's right. probably one or two different scenarios where they can make it. But well, here's, here's the they thing: really got to play better. Let me ask you this: Sure, there's one thing to be fighting hard and have the team, and and for whatever reason, maybe injuries earlier in the season prevented you from being where you wanted to be. But now you got everybody back, and you're climbing up the ladder, and and you're going to be there. And if you get there, that's all you want. Or there's the other situation where you guys have been limping all season long through this, and even if they make the playoffs, they're not going to give a good run yeah, at it. Probably one and done. Yeah, and I don't. You know, is it fair to say the latter is where Atlanta United is this year? Well, it probably is. You're probably correct. Um, but the thing is, this all this team has known in its history is success. Yeah, in, in its short history. In its short history, right? So. You know, everybody knows if you're a professional franchise, you're going to have years where you are not, you know, everybody's not the San Antonio Spurs. You're not going to make the playoffs 18 straight years in a row. So with this being the first year where it's pretty much looking in your eye that you're not going to make the MLS playoffs, it's just a tough pill to swallow. And especially since you know the product that you're seeing on the pitch is not the best product. We're capable of playing better. Yes. Are we injured? Yes. But next man up. You've got to got to play better. You've got to play better on on your home pitch of Mercedes Benz, which is where they've had a lot of their letdowns, and a few of those letdowns have been against inferior teams. Now the New York Red Bulls, the team that they played on Tuesday, I'm sorry, Wednesday, that was a quality opponent, and right. they came in here and they bullied us. Um, I remember talking to John Nelson, who we talked about yesterday. Shout who, out John Nelson, yeah, who John, who will join us here. I'm sure is coming up soon. He told me, he said, Eric, watch out. The Red Bulls are known to be a very physical team. They're like the Broad Street Bullies of of soccer. Yeah. You know, oh, okay. they came out and they fouled hard, and they're a very big physical team in their players. Atlanta United is a small team. Joseph Martinez, five feet seven. Uh, Thiago Almeida, five feet six. They don't have a lot of big, big players. And the Red Bulls came in here with their bigger guys, and even with bigger, I'm talking about six feet six one. They're not enormous, but six one next to five seven is a huge difference. And yeah. and they really pushed our guys around. Well, that's not good. Yep, that's and, uh, not good. Unfortunately, and and I and I won't even have to make you go there. With the fact that I had United on Wednesday, I had Falcons on Monday. Of course, I had high school football last night, and I got it today. No, I, I did not have a chance to. I didn't see. See, here's the thing. I was giving you till tomorrow, but you got when Sam gets back here. Okay. Here's the so deal. I got another day for for everybody who's listening. Uh, Eric has he. We've been kind of giving Eric a hard time about some of his movie choices. And while he feels like he has seen lots of the classics, we just brought up one, which is the gold standard, and for many, and he hadn't seen it. And and we have to say, because wasn't this, you know, where's your tidbit of information? Wasn't this the 50-year anniversary this week? Today was, yeah, this year was the 50th anniversary of the original Godfather. But the release date was one, it was it was this week or so. Well, I don't have that in front of me, the day. But I'm 
I, it was. Okay, so the point is, this was two celebrations this year. So I'm going to ask you about another one. Not only was this the 50th anniversary of that classic, there was this is the 60th anniversary of another all-time great movie series. They started this year 60 years ago. James Bond? Yep. The first James Bond. So okay. I, my question is, have you seen Dr. No? I have seen Dr. No. I've seen okay. pretty much all the Bond movies. Uh, my dad was a huge, huge Bond fan. Um, uh, I, I, I can remember watching those with him as a little boy. I saw something this week that you bring that up. That, that You know how people carve faces into like their, their, their cornfields or grass? You know, you, you look down and somebody has <laughs> taken a mower and put Martha Stewart's face into a cornfield, whatever. Yeah, yeah. A dude did this. There's a cornfield. I don't know. It's a cornfield or grass field, whatever. And they have a tribute to James Bond. And they have the faces of a few of the James Bonds. They're cut into the field. It was crazy. But here's the thing that got me. They also had carved in there the Aston Martin, his car. Oh, I could, I could not believe. That's somebody with too that, that much time on detail. their hands. Yes, that took some But detail. that was an Aston Martin. I, maybe if you Google it or YouTube and see James Bond tribute cut into a farm or corn. It wasn't a cornfield. I guess it was a cornfield. Um, cornfield's usually brown. This one was green. So whatever, not a farmer. I don't know, but yeah, that was that was that was something that was just special. You know, I, I'll t- I'll give you one of my Bond stories. Not really a story. I love reading entertainment blogs, and one of the favorite things I like to read about are movie series that actors passed on or who should have played. Oh yeah, this you've role. talked about this, yeah. right? So who was one of the first people they offered the Bond role to that passed to it? The first one, yeah. I when Sean Connery got it, I don't, uh, I don't know. They actually offered it to Clint Eastwood. I believe it. Yeah, and he passed. Well, on. no, you know what? I, I don't, I don't know that that was because. See, the thing is, the dude had to be British. Eastwood's Eastwood is is American. While he was, he had the body for it and the yep. look for it. They they offered it to him. They yeah. certainly did offer it to him. He was one of the first actors that. Yeah, passed he had to on turn, yeah, yeah. They, I don't know. Yeah, I like to get the backstory on that one because yeah, if he, if if he didn't have to be English, I could absolutely see Clint Eastwood doing that. But this guy, uh, Ian Fleming, wrote this as a he was British. It was a British spy. At one point, I ain't doing it today. I got to tell you my James Bond story, or at least Ian Fleming's story. But yeah, you got till tomorrow to watch The Godfather. And then at that point, Sam and I, you will owe Sam and I a slab of ribs. I'm going to get the ribs anyway because since you guys have talked them up so much <laughs> and I'm a rib connoisseur, maybe one day we need to talk about, you know, wet versus dry and smoke no. versus barbecue. We, we can talk about that. We can talk some ribs. Okay. We had that conversation a little bit back when we had the Memorial Day cookout conversation. I don't remember that. But uh, we, we can talk some ribs, especially with football season and, and, and tailgating season coming along. You know, uh, Deuce and Bell ain't the only ones, and Bo Morgan and Mike Conner, they ain't the only ones that can talk tailgating. Because back in the day, your boy used to be a tailgating king. I'm just going to let you know. Okay. All right. Go ahead. Um, that is Eric Slaughter, our producer. But he's uh, he's in the front row this, uh, this Saturday morning. Mr. Crenshaw is off after the inaugural high school scoreboard show, and he's got a full day of calling games on at Mercedes-Benz. He is uh, taking this morning off. 
And so coming up later on the show, by the way, the signature segment from their show is called School Days. Bring that down just a little bit, Eric. It's called School Days. We played it earlier. We're going to play it again at the top of the 9 o'clock hour if you didn't hear it. This is a segment where they do where they get a big name who you know from his college days or his pro days, but they're going to specifically talk about their time playing high school here in the state of Georgia. It was Jamal Lewis for their first one. Who knows what they got coming up next, but if you didn't hear it last night, you didn't hear it in the 7 o'clock hour, we're going to play it for you again at the top of the 8th. Going to talk more NFL with Cole Thompson from SI Nation. Uh, I got a casting call for you, a fresh one. Normally I wait till Sunday, but I got a fresh one for you up there right now. And Corey McCartney talking about these hot Braves. What up next? <sighs> a big bag of money fell on the Big Ten this past week. We're going to talk about it next. It's Sam and Greg with Eric Slaughter this morning. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. And take us with you on the Odyssey app. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. 